Welcome to Wave of the Few Shore, aka WFS, where the head meets the heart. In this week's episode, we're going to discuss the San Antonio Spear incident, an update on Rick and Morty, and a quick little discussion on when enough is enough. We're going to go on a deep dive for that one. Uh, first of all, I just want to ask you guys, how y'all doing? It's been a little bit since I've talked to you guys. Oh man, can't complain. Uh... It's another day, another daughter, uh, dollar, excuse me. My daughter is back in school. <laughs> I was like, another daughter? <laughs> no, no more kids. <laughs> but another day, another dollar now that my daughter is back in school. Um, she went back to school this week, so that's been fun. And we kind of live really close to the school. So, you know, it's been fun mornings navigating uh, crowds of parents trying to get out of your neighborhood. It's always fun. But I can't complain, man. Wouldn't happen any other way. Yeah, man. Uh, I've been busy burning the candle at both ends. Um, We talked about it on the former Edge Free Show, rest in peace. Uh, But Mid Journey, AI art generator, I've spent one night over the weekend. I was up till six in the morning just making art. It's addictive, man. It's addictive. You. Yeah, you had a lot to show us. Yeah. <laughs> and it's getting good. <laughs> it's getting really My good. My prompts are getting better, man. Like, thank you. I appreciate that. That means a lot because I, I I sent you some trash before and I was like, they're probably like, he needs to stop. <laughs> no, nah, it wasn't. It wasn't trash. It was more so like AI doesn't think like people. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're getting, I don't want to give away any of the, of the magic that we're forming. But yeah, there was some uh, not ergonomic decisions going on. <laughs> There was a lot of stuff like that, like an extra yeah, leg I was about here to say, and there. One of them had three um, legs, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The little Batman with the yellow. Yeah, yeah. We're we're having some fun playing around. What about you, Car? Been doing good. Um, I bought a new pair of glasses. I don't know how to act. My my lady friend's been making fun of me the whole time. Uh, she's like, oh, "Okay, you're gonna act all single now that you got glasses." I'm like, "Maybe." <laughs> but uh, other than that, I've just been busy. Just working. Um, came back from the trip with Vintage Car. Nice. We had a great time. Went, went to go see Metallica. Uh, he actually won a contest. So we ended up in the Snake Pit. So for people that don't know anything about the Metallica family, as they call them, um, nice. there's $1,500 tickets called Snake Pit Passes. And I wouldn't dream of paying them ever, but my brother won two of them. So we're right there, front and center. Wow. Cool. So, that is awesome, dude. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was a it was a good experience, man. I got to bond with him and got to just go and we watched Oppenheimer. Sorry, guys, we got to talk about that soon. Uh, we got to see it good. first. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that'll be a WFS yes. review right there. I cheated on you guys. I'm sorry. It's all good. I can't believe it. <laughs> you just set up an IMAX. I'm so hurt by that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was a it was a good time. I'm I'm still kind of in that mode. Mm. Like I still hear crowds in my head and stuff. And it's a good place to be mentally while I'm just grinding out work. So it's been good. And it's good to talk to you guys too. How, how bad you was your, were your ears ringing the next day? Oh, I had your plugs. Oh, was, you were smart. I'm old, man. Yeah, you're smart. I'm an old, I'm an older gentleman man, now. I have to uh, not do that. I'm not going to lie though. I took them out for like Pantera and stuff. So I wasn't not going to do that. Like it just, I was like, okay, I just took them out for like 50 minutes. Like, Oh God, I just put it back in. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know if I'd have the, uh, uh, the ability to swallow my pride on that one, dude, and go grab airplugs. I just might. Uh, I probably need dude, them now, but yeah. <laughs> I'd learned the hard yeah, way. Yeah, no, I was feeling it, man. I want. I kept ripping off the ear set. Like when I heard good sounds, I was like, I need to feel this. Like, yeah, yeah I'm still guilty of that. But you guys are all ear, ear guys too, so oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure y'all can relate. Depending on the show, I typically like am away from the speakers and back. Like when I saw a slow dive. Mm. Uh, we took that was mm. our, my oldest his first concert. Me, my wife, and our friend we went to go see them in Austin, and the speakers were like you know they're you know how that is at concerts they're towers with those outdoor venues. Yeah. So I was like okay cool yeah. I'm gonna get in between both of these but off to the side and kind of back. So we had a way back. Yeah, yeah we had like a good view of the stage still 
we could see everything clearly, but like the the sound wouldn't blast you when the when the kicks would come in or the big distortion mm-hmm. parts, you know. So that's that's dope, man. I'm happy for you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's the thing about concerts, though. I think front center is not the best for the sound. If you want to listen, you go kind of hang yeah, out. Yeah, you got to let those the sound systems made mix and get to you. Yeah, that's, that's where you have to let that mm-hmm. happen. Yes, sir. But yeah, that was a that's a cool story. Yeah, um, get, catching spears in the ears by the sound, huh? <laughs> what happened to San Antonio when I was gone, dude? <laughs> I leave for a few days. Well, according to now, this is a couple weeks old now, but. I, I just, we had to talk about it. Uh, according to Siobhan, Siobhani, Chavonet. Uh, Whatever she wants Chavonia. to be. Siobhan, if you're nasty. Yeah. <laughs> probably, she, she probably just goes by Shay if you're nasty. Siobhan <laughs> mm, <there you> <laughs> Canales uh, on, was driving on Sunday, August 20th, August 20th, excuse me, 2023, on the Interstate 10. So that's I-10 here in town on the frontage road. And she was over on the northeast side of town, so my side of town, which is kind of crazy now that I think about it, when a spear pierced her windshield and lodged in her steering wheel. Okay, so what in the Wakanda forever is going on here? <laughs> or 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 Apache? Like, what? What? What in the Apache? <laughs> yes. What in the Apache helicopter? The ancestors. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So apparently this lady was all over TikTok, right? And she took a video of the cop who was handling the damn spear with gloves. Come on, man. <laughs> like, how do you, if, yeah. as a forensic, I mean, I get it as his job, but as a forensics guy, like, how do you sit there and be like, all right, oh, yeah, we're going to take pictures. There's a struggle. Uh-huh. uh-huh. You can see the impact, the, the blunt force trauma of the windshield. Like, come on, man. It's a spear. He's going to dust it for Prince. <laughs> I'm going to dust this spear for Prince. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll, I'll bring it back. <laughs> Yo, that forensics guy is probably like, or the evidence guy, whoever is like, dude, let me tell you about this time when he's 80. Let me yeah. tell you about this time. Back in 2023, someone threw a spear through a windshield and it was crazy. <laughs> nah. One thing I didn't see in the article, like it got lodged in the steering wheel, but did it like, you know, you, you see those action movies where they throw it and then you just, oh, I can't move. Uh, what's yeah. going on? Like, was it right. like that or was it just like that's where it ended up and it was kind of lodged in there? Or was that like a precision throw to disrupt her driving? <laughs> like, just <laughs> take yeah, her out the, one way. The guy had a plant. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining. Oh, I don't know why, but I just imagine when he threw it, you're like, Psh, in the distance, the guy's all, <laughs> oh man! Yeah, she heard she heard old Comanche back there, just like dang. Somebody named somebody named Comancho <laughs> did it straight up. Eagle flies from uh, Red Dead just on yeah. through your windshield. Oh, just on a just on an overpass bridge, just like chucking it through the uh, chicken wire fence. I'm so <laughs> mad that I didn't have that eagle sound. Hello. You know, <laughs> the ones you hear in like the good, the bad, the ugly. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so what, what, uh, what secret training did this guy go through to be able to nail a car at high speed? Like so precise. I'm telling you. What do you think? Oh man. <laughs> he, he hunted Buffalo in a past life for sure. I, I really, I, I need sure. to know not just the motive behind this, but <laughs> where did, like, where did the spear come from? Like, did you manually craft it because in the picture it looks very like he bought it somewhere it doesn't look like you know it's not two knives taped to the end of a broomstick like yeah <laughs> like it's this so, is a, a full-fledged where yeah it is dude it, it, it looks it looks like so when you look at the picture it, it looks like worn you know it's it doesn't look brand new it looks like it's had some time to be practiced with um i don't, yeah, I don't know if that's the right way to word practice. it <laughs> No, yeah, it's his practice spear. It's his life spear. That's his. This is his spear, and this one is his. And there's many like it, but that one's his. Like, yeah, like, man. Dude. So a local blacksmith, I don't know. Uh, Tobin Nieto, he's the owner of Stone Knife Works or Stone Haven Knife Works. And I need to go find out where that is now because I'm just I got to I got to talk to this guy in person. Like, I'm just gonna find every knife I can randomly. I'm just gonna go buy one from a different store, bring it to him. Like, tell me about this knife. <laughs> you know when you go to gift shops at like the parks and they have stuff like that it's gonna bring it back tell me about this one come on man that's a long long trail this one well it has an ikea sticker right <laughs> <laughs> right, right but no he's, they, they said he had no problem identifying the weapon 
So it says, uh, Canales posted on social media and said it appears to be an M48 survival spear made by United Cutlery. <laughs> yeah, mall ninja. Yeah. When I hear cutlery, <laughs> I is. think of like, you know. Yeah, like a silverware uh, set. Calphalon, right? <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, they got to make their money somehow, dude. Like on the off season when it's not Thanksgiving and nobody's buying like dining sets and stuff. True. They got to sell stuff. They got to sell stuff to teenagers at the mall next to Sell those carving knives at the end of long sticks. I've got an idea. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> Tired of that Ginsu? Have a spear instead. Yeah, <laughs> Fake dude, out your next friends. To throwing axes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ninja stars, all that stuff, dude. Like, okay. So, so me and E's friend are, we grew up, uh, as a part of the uh, Mall Ninja clan. And that just means when we all grew up, we ended up just all having pocket knives. Yep. So this is what happens when you graduate from there. But if you don't graduate, you end up as that guy on my screen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, honestly, uh, I'd probably have one too, but I wouldn't chuck it at a car. I'm just saying. That's just me. Wow. I am a, I'm a gadgety kind of fidgety kind of guy. So that's me. Maybe the guy just took his fidgeting to the next level. I wanted to see what it was like to, uh, I'm sorry. What, what are you talking about? moving vehicle. What, what aren't you chucking? <laughs> oh, uh, I believe he called him a spear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, all right. So, United Cutlery, by the way, they're an online retailer known for movie props and replicas, and collectibles, and a whole bunch of sport utility knives. Um, or sorry, yeah, sport and utility knives. And let me just get you <laughs> the case. I know, right? Let me get you the d- dimensions of this thing. So the spear is 44 inches long. Do the math. Yeah. Yeah. 44 inches long with an eight inch blade. I mean, that, that ain't small. It's actually a good size blade. It's like a four foot blade. That'll do yeah. some damage. I mean, the two-inch knife will do some damage. Eight inches, that's what she said. Uh, anyway, the eight-inch knife will uh, definitely, that'll get you. So, uh, yeah. She said that she was looking forward to some me time away well, wait, me time away from her children. Why, why are they even putting this in here? Oh, I guess that's just what happened. <laughs> I was just dry, at the scene. I was just uh, cruising down the street in my 6'4". <laughs> Forgetting them kids. But, yeah, so this happened around the best West. She had just passed the best Western Hotel. At 8669 Interstate 10, it was preparing to merge onto the highway at 9.15 p.m. So, bro, nighttime. That's some good aim for nighttime. That that (laughs) makes this even better. Yeah. (laughs) He probably had military surplus goggles. I'm not even going to put it past this this, this stranger. Target acquired. Yep. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, man. That's crazy. Man. That's crazy. He could have. So, so. What nah, I was going to say, man, he could have been chucking that through a porter. I don't think he could have been more precise. <laughs> that just makes it worse. So, so when you get to central bookings at the end of your long night of throwing spears at cars, what do you say? How does your mugshot look? He's <laughs> got freaking war paint on. <laughs> got like the football paint right underneath the eyes. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, but it's not like with, uh, it's not symmetrical or linear. It, you know, the yeah. war paint's got to be a little, little off, a little scary. Yo, yeah. yo! Now I'm imagining Aloy when she when she, when you go into like that special mode. She's all <laughs> this like, is what this is. <laughs> yeah, dude. For those of you who couldn't That's see, exactly. this is- I was doing like what her, uh, Aloy does in Horizon Forbidden West. You go into a special mode. And she rubs her face with paint. And then she'll do like whatever special move you want her to do, or her special mode that she enters. I was gonna bring this up. This is exactly what Horizon does to to you. Like it it, tur- it makes you buy it makes you buy a spear and want to hunt machines. Like. <laughs> oh uh, man, dude, I couldn't do it. Uh, man, Whew. oh my god, I don't know how to feel. I don't know, man, but I just I, I want to know what universe this guy is from because he's <laughs> they warped it. He, he's hopping oh, yeah. universes like Rick and Morty, man. I just don't know how to uh, I don't know how to comprehend that. You're really over here, Aloyan down watching those cars. What you got? What you got, man? Uh, but speaking of uh, Rick and Morty, something we've touched on prior um, in some of our uh, more. Uh, flavored episodes. Uh, so <laughs> this is going to be the first season. They're officially dropping season seven. We talked about wondering if this was going to happen. Uh, it's supposed to drop in September, 10 episodes that they're going to be dropping in, but it's the first one without 
co-creator Justin Roiland. Um, I want to know, you know, what you guys are thinking about that. I, I became a bigger fan of the show recently than I was prior. I'm really excited for this. What do you guys think or what are your expectations for season seven? So that I'm glad you said that. I was going to ask you about it because you said you started watching the show. So um, I, w- I was really curious to know like how your level of excitement is now that you've had time to play the game, right? And then mm. also watch the show. Yeah, no, we knocked both of them out. Uh, got through uh, High on Life. That was a good game. I enjoyed that. Enjoyed mm. that a lot. Um, mm. I have watched all the seasons of Rick and Morty up to this Dang. point. Thank you for thank you for Max. Um, give or take a few episodes I might have fallen asleep on halfway through uh, but for the most part man I was very impressed adult animation it, it was just funny man it was funny for me hmm. uh, I'm excited for this next season but I'm curious man like what are you gonna do this dude voiced both characters both of your main characters are you gonna get new actors are you gonna utilize AI like what are you gonna do Ooh. to kind of bring that back in dang I didn't think about that with the AI angle it's kind of it's kind of up in the air, right? Because this this guy's brand of humor is just so stitched into the fabric of the show. Yeah, you know, I've seen a few episodes here and there. I can't follow the storyline all the way. I couldn't tell you one season from the next, but from what I've seen, it was pretty funny. It was all consistently funny, like with the way Justin Roiland treats humor. Yeah, and how he presents it to 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 an audience. Um, I'm pretty sure that's strengthened by the by the team behind him. You know, and they all still remain. So we still have that back end, that, that great, rich history that they all have worked together with. So yeah, a voice actor that's either um, a facsimile of what was there, or or like a fourth wall break where they acknowledge it and just make it silly. Like I don't really know. It's it would seem more on brand for for the show just to touch on it and actually mm-hmm. like like you know because Rick and Morty have gone into other universes right at this point. Like they've been dead in other ones mm-hmm. and. Yeah, yeah. It so, just so there's new, there's some a new Rick and Morty coming through the portal this time around. I like that. Yeah, dude, it could be some Spanish speaking Rick and Morty. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, his last name is Sanchez. Ricardo. Yeah, <laughs> Ricardo y Mortísimo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. But. I only saw the first season of the show, so like I I, I kind of fell off of it because it was a it was a tad yelly for me. Mm-hmm. and all that I was like okay man but I do <laughs> I do love like I don't know why I made him sound like Bobcat for a, a quick second right right but I mean I, I'm I'm my thing is was all of the show or most of the show done before the writer's strike because Ooh, the writer's yeah. strike you mentioned AI and that's a big bone of contention with the writer strike. So I was just kind of thinking like how much of this did they get, not say get away with, but was already done. And then if it's not completely done, will they have to split the season in half? Or did they just say, because we're going into a writer strike, we're going to cut it shorter, whatever. I don't know. It's just, that's just kind of where my brain thought, because a lot of things are being pushed back due to the writer strike or some of them have just been, outright canceled they're like you know what now is as good a time as any to cut our losses we'll just get our money back this way i would think that it was completed before the writer's strike just in the way that uh the industry works at least in my opinion i don't think we're really going to start seeing a lull in content until summer 2024 2025 from the writer's strike that's going on right now it takes time to write them um record them process them do the effects, you know, that's a process. Uh, I think you normally you have 18 months to a year to 18 months from seasons or big movies that wrap filming and then actually release. So I think yep. that's something that I would expect. They're really uh, stern on it's 10 episodes. They've already, you know, announced 10 episodes. They've already said they have plans for to go through season 10 up to season 10 with this. Uh, so I think at least for this season, that was something that was completed before that. Um, or at least I would think so. You know, they probably wrote this a year, uh, year ago. What are we in August now? I would say November, December at the latest 2022 is when they were really working on this and, and kinking out all those things before they went to recording and stuff of that nature. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Usually by the time it comes out to us, it's old for them. You know, they're on to the next season. So 
Yeah. Projected out about a year, year and a half. I think you're right on the money with that, Trey. Yeah, that's a good assessment. Yeah, I like that. I'm um, I'm also wondering. I'm I'm, I'm just I'm really curious as to how this new person is going to sound. I mean, anybody can do an, an impression, right? But like, mm-hmm. will they be able to capture the spirit? Is that the right way? The essence? Yeah. You know, like exactly. You, you, what you're saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, someone can do an impression of anybody, but can you really? Can you own it? I do voices all mm-hmm. the time, you know, and it's like half the magic is making people believe that you are that person, like Jamie Foxx or Jim Carrey. I'm not on their level. I'm not comparing myself to those guys. I don't touch them. But you, I think you both understand what I'm saying. You know, they are, there's yep. a reason why Jim Carrey was known for like doing, or there's like, is, is Joe Biden is great? Or, uh, <laughs> um, oh my gosh, guys, I'm trying to think of like Jordan Peele doing his Obama. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, that was he had the cadence down, but he did such a good job of just being so chill when he did it. You know, Jamie Foxx did when he did his Donald Trump. I was like, I can't believe it's a black dude. Sounds just like yeah. him, you know. So, but and, and that's the thing. He had the he he. You got to have that <laughs> that swag to go with it. So I, I'm actually I may tune in just to see if I can spot the difference in the way it feels because that, that's kind of one yeah. of those things where it's like. I don't know if you guys do this, but when I know that an actor is not an American, like they're English, Scottish, whatever, mm-hmm. and they're yeah. playing an American character, I try to listen mm-hmm. for the little Europeanisms or the Englishisms. For a prime example, um, the guy that played Jax in Sons of Anarchy, Charlie Hunnam, he's the guy I want to play Green Green Arrow. I've been wanting to play Green Arrow for like 12 years now. I just think the beard, the blonde hair, it's perfect. But anyway, we say elementary school. Right. And he's walking. He's like, yeah, we're going to take the kids down to. The, I'm sorry. It's English accent. Sorry. He's like, we're going to take the kids down to the elementary. It's like Americans oh, don't yeah. say elementary. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he said it with American accent, it's like, no, you're you're still English. Missed so something there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm just I'm just kind of wondering if the person's going to really nail the voice or if their own touch of their personality is really going to go into it without without realizing it anyway. Yeah, it's a rare, it's a rare beast to uh, get it just completely hundred percent. And even then, people are going to criticize for not for being for not being derivative or for being derivative. I guess they have a tough task. You're, you're right, Car. They have a tough task because there's going to be people sitting there just with their ears and their Waiting. eyes, just squinting and listening. Like, no, that's not what Justin would do. It's not the same. So, quick thing on this. I don't know if you knew. I'm just going to touch on it real quick. There's a website somewhere that's an AI tool that just makes episodes of South Park now. Really. They call it they call it like the town or something. I saw a YouTube video and it's like a dynamic world. They actually made the town. They grabbed like X amount of backgrounds, X amount of characters, and they created like a random character generator and they copied all the voices. Hmm. And apparently at any given time, all these little characters are positioned in any of those sets, and then you can create a prompt and then they'll create an episode around it. But the only thing is not funny right now. Like it, it acts just like a South Park episode. Like I saw a YouTube preview where Cartman came up with an idea to make a streaming platform called Queepy. <laughs> And that was like maybe the only funny thing ever, <laughs> but yeah, the rest of the show is just kind of like dead on the humor. They just didn't get that 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 little spark of you know twisted humor that Matt and Trey are good at. There's literally a South Park episode about a robot doing hu- uh, humor, so uh, I hmm. think that's hilarious because it's not funny. It's not a funny robot. You can't get that human essence yeah. from a robot. Yeah, so I find that hilarious. That's crazy. Yeah, I gotta, I, I gotta look into it more because apparently you could just give it a prompt and you can create your own boring episode of South Park. It even starts with the sign. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, that's maybe the way it's gonna go because it's so easy to feed a prompt and get something. But the human essence is what we look for. So, what are we gonna? How are we gonna embrace our new Rick and Morty? This is the, this is the real question here. Our new Rick and Morty overlords, so to speak. <laughs> Hey, hey, so before we move into our deep dive, if you guys don't mind, we'd mentioned Aloy a couple times and we mentioned the, yeah. the Rick and Morty game. Did y'all hear about the PlayStation price hikes? Yeah, 33%. Dude, $40 yeah, up. every tier. Every tier. Man. I was That's just insane. getting into the three tier system, um, finding yeah. my niche, not, you know, in the basic tier, not in the higher up tier, but right in the, you know, medium. I get some games. The only thing I could think they can do to really justify this is to drop at least one like 
you know, PlayStation exclusive game a year directly through the service. I, you're kind of uh, hopping on an Xbox bandwagon, but 160, what is it? 160 bucks, 150 bucks for the highest tier now. So um, yeah, I was going to read the prices and I, and I wanted to correct myself cause I gave, I gave us misinformation. So it's 20, 35 and 40 are the different tiers and price being the essential, which I had for how long is this new plan? They've that before this newest plan coming out, this has been around for two years, right? Roughly. Yeah, roughly two or three. So, um, I have been doing the lowest plan. I was like, yeah, I, I was like, yeah, you know, 60 bucks is fine. I, as of last week, Literally last week, I updated because there were some games I wanted to play for free and try out. And I was like, okay, I can buy that. Then you go like $10 here, $10 there, $15, 20 It's like, okay, I might as well just buy the subscription, pay the extra money, right? So I I upped my plan, which kicks off at the beginning of next month, uh, funny enough. Hmm. I upped my plan to the $99 plan. Well, that is now 135 bucks, And then the highest tier plan to what you were saying, Trey, is $160. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. Now, there's one way to think about it. If you play, you plan on buying more than two games a year, then it kind of pays for itself, right? If they have the games on there that you want, or if there are three games that you play on the service, I guess at the highest tier, all right, then it pays for itself at 60 bucks a pop. Because that's 180 bucks, right? But yeah. I don't I don't know, guys. Like that's that's a tough pill to swallow. And you know, this is between us. I hope my daughters don't tune in and listen. <laughs> But I was considering getting rid of our old PS4 and our old Xbox One X, trading it in for um, another PlayStation because my oldest plays the Xbox more than I do now. I've actually been playing yeah. the PS5. I'm, you guys know me; I'm a big Xbox fan. But there's just there's just not the games that are kind of built for it. For it, you could play all mm-hmm. the other games that are great, but the exclusives. Sony's killing them in exclusives, man. And it's more in that yeah. new DualSense Edge control or DualSense controller. I actually dig it. I'd still, I still I prefer like the layout of the Xbox controller, but this feels actually feels sleeker in the hands for once than the Xbox controller. It's a fun controller. Um, it is. Here's the thing, too. Uh, here's the thing, Skip. Sorry. Yes! Sports <laughs> so, so reference. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, here's the thing, Skip. Anyway, um, so I don't know why they're doing this in the wake of Starfield. Starfield's going to hit hard on Xbox. Like this, this new Bethesda game has been like a decade in the making, dude. Like, why are they raising up these prices when everyone's just going to download Starfield? Like, it's not on PlayStation, dude. It's on Xbox and the prices seem to be the same there. So I feel like there's going to be a little spike in Xbox usage. This, uh, this Labor Day weekend alone, the servers are going to kick in. Everyone's going to freak out, dude. I want to play Space Fallout. Like I'm downloading on, on, on the podcast computer for sure. (laughs) Man, like I want to play that game so bad that I'm playing No Man's Sky again. Because <laughs> I just want something to, uh, similar. That's a, that's a good point. Uh, it makes a little bit of sense with Spider-Man releasing, um, you know, yeah. in October. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. the only, again, for me, you have to give me, you want me to pay 160 bucks a year? You got to give me, yeah. you got to give me Spider-Man, you know, mm-hmm. not the yeah. expensive tier, but you got to give me something. You, you got to drop two or three big name games a year and give me one of them, at least one of them, day one included in the service. No, I, I yeah, disagree. I got to give you two. It's got to pay for itself. I mean, you're, we're, we're, we're mm. saying a similar thing. I'm not arguing with you, Trey. I'm just saying like to me at, at 160 bucks a month, because think about it. Let's put things in perspective. That is yeah. Amazon Prime. That went up to 120 bucks. Or is 140? I don't know what Amazon is now. But I've been paying too much. It, exactly. That's way too much. You're paying Amazon, but with Amazon, you get groceries, you get clothes, you get what anything and and anything and everything under the sun. The new slow dive album comes out tomorrow. And that's going to be delivered to my house bright and early tomorrow. From Amazon. From Amazon. Yeah. I was trying not to buy it on Amazon, but it was just like, but I can get it tomorrow. I'm going to buy it on Amazon. Used to be used to be when Target used to have the hookup. But oh, nope, just Amazon. I used to love going to Target, man. Ten dollars CDs, bro. Come on now. Yeah. Um, and I, I ordered the vinyl <laughs> elsewhere for like twenty seven bucks because it's a different color. Because yeah. I'm an idiot. Um, it's pretty cool. <laughs> it is cool. I'm excited. But 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 yeah, man. You you pay Amazon and Amazon gives you a lot more. And this is and I'm not trying to be offensive because I am a gamer. But this is just games. This is just <laughs> yeah. video games. Like let's be real here. 
it's just video games and you want how much? Go touch mm-hmm. grace. <laughs> Uh, yes yes I second that motion <laughs> I like the I like the outrage that's good that's good it's healthy yes it's healthy. Man. go touch grass guys I, I mean I've seen some of my favorite and I don't follow a ton of gamers but like one of my favorite podcasters who's a gamer and he's an artist shout out to Scott Johnson owner of Frog Pants Network <laughs> I love go to frogpants.com man he's great Scott's a dude out in Utah he's, he's, he's awesome um, but yeah Scott was saying this is really tough for me to, 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 to take. Cause he's like, I, I get it. Sony's number one. And this is one of those D moves that you pull when you know you're number one. It's like, well, where else are you going to go? Heck, yeah. <laughs> Microsoft doesn't have anything. I mean, sure. Go play Halo. Have fun with that. And go play, go play Forza, <laughs> Forza Horizon. Have fun racing. Forza. Forza. Go play Forza. Yeah. yeah go, yeah. go play that. Okay. We got, we got a, we got Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo. We got, hey, uh, I was going to say Halo. Aloy. Um, Horizon. Ghost of Tsushima, The Last of Us, Uncharted, God of War. Not to mention whew. everybody's new favorite superhero this year, Spider-Man coming through. It's Spider-Man. It's Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Not that, hey, yeah. this year. I'm just saying because it's the I'm biggest mess, year. No, brother, brother, it's the biggest I'm movie of the year, second to Barbie. Um, Is it really? I thought Barbie was number two. I thought Spider-Man No, Barbie's number one. Barbie's the movie, biggest movie of the year. Billion dollar is movie. It, is, so is it Barbie, Spider-Man, and Oppenheimer? It's the big three? Yeah, probably. I don't know. There might be a I I, Guardian of the Galaxy. I think might be uh, number three. Mm. Uh, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I think that might be how it's. I don't have it in front of me. We didn't research that, but I know Barbie's number one. True. It was all over my TL. Uh, Barbie's number one. Spider Man's number two, and then I th- I think it's Guardians, and then Op. But I might be wrong on that. All right. I want to I want an AR prompt of Barbie pointing and laughing at Spider Man. Like, okay. Send that to me. I will make it happen. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, man. All right. So. All right, guys. All righty. So I wanted to preface tonight's uh, deep dive on a little story I'm going to share from my college days. So we touched on it a little bit when we talked right now. But basically, I had an English. No, I had a creative writing teacher. Um, she was like a self-proclaimed poet. She had a whole bunch of stuff to her name. She had a bunch of accolades. But the thing that did not sit well with me whenever she'd uh, give us a prompt is it was very exploitative. Exploitative? Not sure. Exploitative, yeah. But Exploitative. Yeah, but she would just really put out like a general prompt and go like, tell me a time when you were sad. And I had all these kids around me like really bare their souls out and tell way too personal stories on just really them breaking down, just having them having them just break down and feeding this teacher's like bad energy. And it was like a, it was like a vortex of bad energy. And it was like, everybody had something to kind of confess or, or admit or, or just give to us when we didn't really con- condone it or like uh, consent to it really. Hmm. So anyways, it left a really bad taste in my mouth, but I've been thinking a lot about whenever people just kind of reach their limit, you know, and not like in Dragon Ball Z either. Like we're not going to go super sane here, but we are going to talk about key decisions in our lives. Like just, you know, like the pivoting moments that we all have. And I, I, I kind of wrote this down previously, but it seems like everything before it is a preface and everything afterwards is like a consequence of these kinds of moments. Mm. You know, you can make a, you can make a decision in 10 seconds and it can affect the next 10 years of your life. Which is funny how the way the world works, but it just simply is that way. And uh, I'm not asking you guys tonight to tell me anything too personal. I'm not asking you guys to bear your souls out. But I do want to kind of touch on how we've all kind of reached our limits at at one point or another and how we've dealt with it. And now as we've grown older, uh, if we've we've considered these things and would have approached things differently – and it doesn't have to be negative. It could be positive too. Uh, just game changing stuff in your life. You know, like being a father, uh, getting a certain job, um, uh, just winning the lotto, like, <laughs> stuff like that. Please. Just anything. Yeah, please. Yeah, I'm still waiting for that one. I know, right? I think we're all got our, we got our hands open for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's what I've been thinking about a lot sincerely this week because I've been reading the book that Mr. E has given me um, about stoicism. It's the daily stoic. It's been really, really helping me out. Um, 
every day I read something and I get this gem of information and it pertains to my life in ways that I abstractly kind of apply later, mm. you know, and they don't always fit for the theme of the day, right. but later on they will, or, or before maybe I, I touch on something and I think about it and I go, man, this is, this is the way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that have come to come in my life and left in my life too, that have gotten me to the place that I am now. And I wouldn't change a thing. I would say that, but now if I got a chance to do like a redo, there would be different paths taken. There'd be a, be different decisions being made, not always good or bad. Like I'm saying, I'm, I'm being neutral here, but uh, I want to shout out my lady. Um, she has this really, really sweet way of helping me out when I'm in a rough patch. Cause uh, sometimes I still dwell on failure, you know, where we came from like a year ago, like I was, I wasn't good. I wasn't good for me. I wasn't good for anybody. And I was just working and just going through the motions. I still find myself touching back on that. And I do it with pain in my heart. And she just tells me like, be here now, like be in this moment. Like it happened for a reason and things are happening for a reason this way, you know? And it helps me take the veil off and realize that what I have here is a lot better than what I had then. And it will be better or worse if I make it so later, you know? And and that's a real, that's a real nice way I've been trying to think. I've been trying to just kind of live in this moment because I am not defined by my failures. You guys have taught me that. Um, and yeah, I just kind of wanted to see what y'all think about these things. Yeah. Man, first of all, that was awesome. Like that was to, awesome. To, 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 seriously, I mean, I mean, and I know you're saying that with a little bit of pain, still a bit of frustration. Yeah, the self reflect self reflection, but. I say it's awesome because I don't think a year ago, even further back, you would have articulated yourself in this manner and be willing, especially on this platform, to to do that. And I I think that um, it's it's just it's it's nice to hear that you have the confidence and you have the awareness of self, right? To say, okay, I'm not that person anymore. Well, you know, part of you is still there, but that yeah. person has evolved into where you are now. And yeah. that's the game of life. I tell I tell my children as an example. So you're reading the Daily Stoic. I'm reading it as well. That's what you and I share. And then yeah. me, Trey, and Rich, we read the daily dad. And that's what we share. Right. And in that book, it talks a lot about, it it talks a lot about like letting your kids be who they are, being their biggest Mm -hmm. fan and, and cultivating that and nurturing that. And I think that is such a wonderful lesson to teach them, but you can also apply that to yourself. Forgive yourself, love yourself, let you be, who you are. Sometimes in order to let them be who they are, you have to look in the mirror and understand who you are, or who you've become or who you are becoming. You know what I mean? And say, this is okay to be different. Yeah. You know, I'm not the same guy I was yesterday, literally. Yeah. Because I have new, I have, I have the knowledge of yesterday today. So mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I think that's really cool, man, that you're, that you're, that awareness is just there. It's, 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 I see your light shining for lack of a better description. Thanks, man. No, man. It's again, beautiful thing. Uh, beautiful thing you were touching on. One thing I do want to say just from a man who went from having a whole lot of nothing to having something good in my life. When you find some ladies like that, they may be just worth mm-hmm. a little bit of extra work, man. I'm not telling you to dive into something yeah. right now, or you're very, like you said, you're in a, a good headspace. So I trust the decisions, but just, you know, as a brother, like that makes me happy to hear because I know mm-hmm. that women old, that do that aren't as common as we wish they would be. So awesome Honestly. for you, man. Yeah. And, 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 you know, congratulations. Um, Thank you, bro. I yeah, don't want to put it on. Wi- oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Trey. No, no, you're good. Man. What you got to say? Just, just real quick. I don't want to put it on just women. I'm going to say that a lot of people these days, just people in general, people on many sides, mm-hmm. um, they're not as patient with, allowing a person to develop then I just they it's like where are you now you said be mm-hmm. here now but there's also like like that's such a cool thing because my our job says that 
be here now. It's like literally written on the walls. I don't know if you guys remember that, but uh, they'll say be here now because this, this is, this is where you are. Right. But yeah. some people are like, be where I want you to be now. It's like, but yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I, I don't have, I haven't had the experience to get me to where you want me to be. Yeah. That's a lot of, that's a lot of those expectations that we get set upon. And ultimately it's us, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's why we, why we do pour over sometimes in our emotional cups. We're, 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 we're not necessarily set up for failure. I think we could perceive that, but I think it's just a, a kind of a way to let off steam and how you kind of wade through that a little bit. Cause people pour over their emotional cups and it gets taken out in weird ways. Like case in point, like people that freak out, like at grocery stores, like, why did you scan this right? Or whatever. <laughs> like you, you've all seen, you've all been in line, like getting milk, just sitting there just, or stand there and just watch somebody blow up on a, on a teenager who's trying to count money. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. You know, like there's something else going yeah, on. Like they're not mad there. about the starburst gum. Like, you know what I mean? You weren't, you weren't the first one. You were the last one. Mm-hmm. Or you were going to say something, Trey, I, before I cut you off. I apologize. Uh, no, you're good, man. Um, you're good. Uh, just kind of that following up on that, man, um, where you are in life. And as you find yourself navigating different situations, you have to learn how to deal with those things differently. And that's just part of uh I don't want to say maturing, but becoming enlightened. I like to say it's not, not, you know, everybody gets older. Not everybody comes to a headspace where you see things, negative things as ways to improve or ways to flip Uh, into positivity. Um, And to be able to begin to do that. I just, for me, I, I love what you're saying, but for me, it's like, man, that's, I feel that like in my soul because I think I'm slowly kind of getting there. There's still a lot of negative things that I have to nip in the bud, but you know, I come to you know work. You go to work, you do what you got to do. Uh, ah, no one to do it. Let's get it done. See what else, what other opportunities may lie or come from this situation. Um, and it's not easy. It's not easy. And sometimes when you can't do that, you end up in those grocery line situations where you're getting all these things. And you don't know how to cope or put them in a uh, container and process them one at a time. And then they just spill over on your HEB representative who was asking your kid if they want buddy bucks. You know, it's like, uh, I mean, you feel like trash after that. I remember people do feel like trash like that. But that's part of hopefully the overall period of coming to who you are or who you want to be. Yeah. You know, you, you asked about breaking points. I don't know if we've really answered your question as individuals. Sorry for the noise there. Kick something. Um, but we haven't really answered your question and I had a breaking point. Um, probably during the pandemic, you know, I, Hmm. in a previous role I was in, I had a leader a manager, not a leader, a manager, um, the big difference between a leader and a manager, trying to be very careful how I say these things. So, but I had a a manager who just, I don't think that that individual believed in me and didn't give me chances to really prove what I could do. And, um, I just doubted myself personally a lot when you guys are going through stuff, I was going through stuff too, but I always felt like grateful and gracious to be able to take care of my family and to be where I am. Cause it's like, well, you could have no job, but I, as I get older, I start looking at that and going, well, what does that exactly does that mean? You know, we had generations before us work 20 something years for not 20 something years, maybe 40 something or however many years for a company and then die. And what happens when they, you know what happens when you die at a job? Everybody's, the people that loved you cry, they're sad, they pack up your things, they give it to your family, and they put somebody else in your desk. They post your job, they'll put somebody else in your desk. It'll be hard, it won't be the same. And my breaking point was me being so frustrated, even though I wasn't at the office, I was so frustrated with my current position, at, well, my position at the time, and I freaked out on my kids multiple times in a single week for nothing, for literally nothing. And I stopped and I went, 
this ain't it. I can't do this. It's not their fault. They're kids, bro. And they're trapped in the house. And the TV's telling you, stay in the house. Man. It could have it could have been it could be cabin fever. It can be all kinds of things. But it really made me reflect and say, how do I change this around me? I need an outlet. I need something. My current position doesn't allow me to be creative. What can I do? So a year ago, I started Chasm. I've been thinking about it for a long time. I've been wanting to do a podcast for like 10 years, dude. But I just never thought I had anything to say. Now I'm like, dang, I should have just got out there and tried. I could have been making some money. (laughs) (laughs) Now it feels like everybody in the mama's got a podcast. But that was Mm -hmm. the breaking point is like taking when you get when you're talking about freaking out on somebody at a grocery store for no reason for living because something else is bothering you freaking out on your kids. Yeah. I didn't like beat my kids or nothing. Just, you know, yelling, oh, get out of here. Oh! And then they're looking at me like, dude, I just put the lotion in the basket. No. Um, you made me do it. Thank you. Thank you for indulging me. But yeah, man, uh, it's just, <laughs> you got to recognize those signs within yourself and be able to say, yeah, you know what? Like you said, car, take a step back. Take a step back and go, no, I want to change this. I want to change this today. I can change this. I don't know exactly how or so, or you may know how. You may know exactly how to do it, but you got to have like the guts and the wherewithal to actually go through with it and do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that self-awareness is a beautiful gift. Uh, Both of y'all touched on that. Like when you can really see inside and- look through the mirror and see the other person on the other side. That is just you trying to take care of you. Like that's a very eye opening thing. And some people just aren't blessed with that kind of insight. Yeah. You know, the best, and the best you can do is just when you deal with people like that, that will make a space kind of, I wouldn't necessarily say negative, but disruptive. Mm-hmm. Like if you get into a situation where this is one of those, where, where it's their, it's their canon event where they're freaking out. Yeah. The best you can do as a witness to that is just treat them as a bad mentor because you can have good ones and you can have bad ones. Yeah. Right. I've touched on this before. Yep. You can have good ones and you can have bad ones. So you could take the lesson from the one that was bad. And you, you, you alluded to something like that a little earlier, Trey, because you can always learn. Yeah. You can always adapt. You can always pick up everything from your surroundings and create your own version of it. You know? No, yeah. yeah. That's it. You, you learn from everybody that comes into your life, whether it's good or bad. Um, I've had some friends that I, you know, if you had asked me 10 or 15 years ago, these are right at eye friends. You learn some things, you see some things, they become people that you, you know, now you're looking, oh no, I kind of see some trends there. Let me learn from that. Be better than that. Jobs, jobs oh, yeah. that put you in that situation. Hey, you know, talking on breaking points, you know, just to kind of pick up where he was talking on a, a job breaking point during the pandemic. I was working in the restaurant. There was first, there was one initiative was Cut your employees, save your losses. And then people started quitting. You know, they're making that money from the government. Now it's, ah, pay pay them what they want. Oh, they want a $2 raise, pay them. Just make sure they don't walk out the door. Um, And then it flips again. Hey, look, we're paying too much money. We're going to cut your labor in half. Yep. And then you're getting yelled at for having clean surfaces. Things look clean, but you can, um, you know, you take the fan off the uh, the walk-in fridge, it's nasty in there. It's like, yeah, but dude, I, my labors are cut in half. We clean, we cook. Like, I can't deep clean. Yeah, yeah. But you learn from those situations. Hey, what is the end goal here? And do you want to be a part of that? Yes or no? Can you get where you want to be? Yes or no? And if the answer is no, then you got to reflect and maybe sacrifice, but be willing to adjust. Yeah, and man. That's part of yeah. seeing the bigger picture, ain't it? Those are, you nailed it with the, talking about adjustments, man. I mean, making those adjustments are paramount, paramount to your development. Um, just to go back what you were saying about mistakes, and it made me think of in the conversation I recently had with my son. You know, my son will do something, and like any kid, he says, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." I mean, it yeah. is. I'm sorry. It's it's a go to, and. When this guy I used to work with 
would tell me I'd make a mistake because I was green. Not green, green, but I was new to desktop support at the time. I'd been on the help desk. I understood concepts, but there were certain things I didn't do well because I was new. And I'd say, oh, hey, man, I'm sorry. He said, he would say, I don't need you to be sorry. I need you to fix it. That's a very harsh way to put it. But I understand the concept now that I'm a little older. So when my son tells me I'm sorry for making a mistake, I say, look, I appreciate the apology. I know you mean it. What I need you to do is learn from this mistake and stop having to say I'm sorry so much for the same thing. Saying sorry is okay. But if you keep saying sorry for the same thing, son, you're not learning. And that's a and, yeah. and that's a problem. And that is something that we have to again, going back to what I said earlier, we have to take that same that phraseology, right? And put it on ourselves and say, hey, if you're not learning from your mistakes, then what are you doing? Yeah. You know? Just repeating it. And that teacher that you had that was living off of, thriving off of other people's pain to go full circle or or their, their drama for her own amusement, you know, shame on that teacher for doing that. Because what does that do? What is, I mean- for some people, it may have yeah. felt good. Genuinely, it may have felt good to get some stuff mm-hmm. off their chest. Yeah, but you dumped it into me and right. my girlfriend at the time. Like, I'll tell you what happened. Um, I filed a complaint that semester. She did not teach the next semester. Oh, wow. Because I, I filled that out case in point every single thing. I wrote it down to the T and my girl at the time did that too. Wow. Because we didn't go in to walk away with a head full of trauma. Mm-hmm. We walked in and make silly stories and do, make bad poems, <laughs> you know? Just, you know, I was just trying to get my credits, man. <laughs> I was just trying to make a haiku, <laughs> <I> bro. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't, need, I didn't need anything that I ended up with, which is just like these bad stories and like, not bad, not, not like objectively bad, but just right. ugly feeling things that were just sitting in my stomach when I'd go and be like, you want to eat? No. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's no good. That's no good at all. Yeah, dude. It's one thing and to have somebody I, write those things out and turn in a paper, but to project them on other people is a totally different. Yeah. Uh, just Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's just totally different. It's mad. Yeah, different, it gave man. me a sense. Sorry, Carl. It gave me a sense of like performative things and like what you do whenever you do something in a public setting like it. It is witness, you know, you, you bear witness to it or you create witnesses whenever you do something. So it, it early on, it showed me that there's a lot of stuff like that that can like bleed into you that wasn't yours when you woke up that day, mm-hmm. you know. And those were like that was my like my breaking point at that time was submitting that semester review for that instructor, you know. And yeah, I'm pretty sure she did a lot of good for the community, did this and that. But at the end of it, like I didn't like the way I felt when I'd go, and it just had to be known. And I laid it out objectives, not I didn't like her or anything. Um, she was actually pretty hot, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so did you just find that? I mean, well, that's probably, this is a dumb question, but I was going to ask, you know, mm. did you just find that what she did was in poor taste? Obviously you did. Yeah. It was, it was distasteful. It was, it gotcha. was very, just now I'm frowning. I'm like, just thinking about it. Like I just got, like, I want to put gum in my mouth. It tastes so bad. I, was, I wasn't <laughs> sure if that was frowning or like nasty guitar riff face. <laughs> no, nah, it was a stink face. No, nah, it was no nah, stink face is is better. But no, nah, it was just distasteful and like truly like it made me like I was a young guy at that time. I was like maybe like nineteen, twenty. I realized that not every adult's got it figured out. Right, right. You know, yeah, bad teacher, good lesson. You know, and she liked my writing too. She wanted me to be a part of the writing club. I said nope, <laughs> not with you. Nope. Yeah, but. <laughs> I don't know. I've been thinking about that a lot. I'm not I'm not reaching a breaking point or anything, guys. So don't worry about it. But um I think about the way things fly at me now these days. Because you get older, your stuff just flies at you way faster than it ever did when you're a kid, when you have different important things that you gotta touch on and this and that. Like I'm a little bit more equipped to handle certain things and other things I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but now that there's like a better engine driving the whole thing, it's it's pretty good. And you're right, Trey. I'm in a better headspace. And I'm not ashamed to admit that because a year ago, almost to this day, like different guy, different circumstances, different glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Introducing everybody, Dr. Hugo Strange. Yeah. 
Dr. Hugo Strange. Hugo Strange. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the boy who lived. No, anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, man, it was just a different thing. And I feel like I've lived lifetimes since less than 365 days ago, dude. We're coming up on a year doing this. And I, I, I find this as a pivotal thing. Like when we started this, this was another like like enough. Well, not enough is enough, but this was a pivotal moment in my life to to make me think about before and after it started, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, this is a, this is a thing in my timeline that I'm like, that's when we started WFS. Like, it's like an anniversary of sorts in my head, like as we're approaching this thing and it's a beautiful thing. Cause I've seen you two guys like really get into the mic, talk about things that we're all passionate about. I've seen us all just grow like technically and emotionally and we're all invested in each other's lives to a degree you know like we all have something that we can share you know it's a trinity like it's a pretty cool one it's a good working trio but it's nice because i care about you guys and i know you guys care about each other and me and everything and it's a it's a good blessing to have and it, and it is nice when we do get to get into the abstract stuff yeah because it, it allows us to just have that what the wave started with you know I agree, man. And, and that's that's the whole purpose of a recording. You know, we're sharing yeah. we're sharing our stories, our laughter, whatever, right? But the purpose of a recording is a simple idea. It's a recording. It's a record in time. It's a record in time. And when we look back as older dudes and we're done with this one day, hopefully we can do it till like the very end. But you know, there's going to be a one day where we're just like, we don't have the energy, but we can go back and we can listen, listen to ourselves in 2022 and 2023 and be like, yo, wow, we were, wow, we were wild in our thoughts or man, we were so young and et cetera. And this is good. Yeah. You know, if, yeah, we, if we're blessed to be able to do this long term, comparing, let's say five years from now to year one. It's going to be night and day, not just in terms of quality of recording and the topics, but then just of the way we think and who we are as people, you know, and I, and I, I say to my future self, that's what we should do. We should leave a message to our future selves. You know, my, yeah. I say to my future self, don't be afraid to ask for help. Hmm. There's times where I ask for help and I don't need it. And there's times where I really need help and I don't. So know when to ask for help, know when to go at it alone. But like, if you need the help, be humble enough to say, you know what? I don't know how to do this or I can't do this well. Help, please help. Beautiful, man. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to say to future Trey, Trey? Uh, to future Trey, man, drop the mixtape. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, future uh, self, drop, drop like five albums, please. Do it, do it, just do it. Don't, don't second nice. guess it. But uh, to future me, man, understand that your life is going to be full of breaking points and yep. whether they're big or small, it really doesn't matter as long as you understand what you're getting to and you get a piece of that Kit Kat. Um, yeah. You know, uh, just keep your mind open, understand and enjoy your time, man. Every day is a blessing and never forget that. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. That's nice. So I want to send a message to future car. Did you get a truck yet? <laughs> <laughs> um, besides that, I hope, I hope we can look back on this in time. I have a little bit more hair then. Um, but uh, I just hope it's been a good ride for us, man. And I'm really proud of the man that we're growing to be and the people that we're surrounding ourselves with. And, I know looking back five years ago as a different person, I want you to look back five years and say this is where it started. I love it. I love it. Well this played. This is it, man. Is this the end of our, yeah. uh, the end of the first, technically, huh? Not uh, the yet. End We're of the almost first there. official uh, thing is, we got one or two more. Well, one more episode. One I more? Think. I think it's okay. one more. No, no, I think it's two. You're right. Are we the penultimate? Yeah, penultimate yeah. We're, we're, we dropped sometime in September with our first provider, and then the things got wonky, but, you know, we'll figure that out. Um, Wave of the Few Shores, a production of Common Sense Media. You can find us 
on the web at Common Sense Media, excuse me, at Wave of the Few Shore on Instagram and threads at WFS Show on X. Throw up the X. Twitter. You don't like social media? That's cool. You can find us at Wave of the Few Shore at gmail.com. Be on the lookout. We got something cooking on Patreon. It's finally happening. We're working behind the scenes. So stay tuned. Thank you for the love, the support, and to our future to my future self. If that website's not done, quit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> With that, we'll say Au revoir.